So it's, it's quite a challenge, you know, what do you come and say uh, at, a, at this time of year? What do you say that hasn't been said before? And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say maybe just a little bit on the side. I've just uh, become a grandfather again. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think we should have a little picture of my grandson. Three days old today, three days old. His name is Hunter Milo Brown. Hunter Milo Brown. That sounds like somebody who's going to be somebody. And uh, the interesting thing about focusing on a baby is that you celebrate the baby, but also you celebrate the potential because every year you don't just bring out the baby photos. And uh, that's kind of part of my challenge uh, as I come today to talk to you about Jesus because, of course, at, at Christmas time we focus on the fact that Jesus came as a baby, but we're just not going to focus on the fact that he stayed a baby. We're going to celebrate what he became. We're going to celebrate the man that he became and what he brought. And that's what I'm, uh, I'm going to talk about today. We're operating under the theme of love that transforms. Love that transforms. We were working that uh, last week and also this week because Jesus is the love that transforms. And I want to introduce you to a story uh, in one of the, the Gospels, uh, the Gospel of Luke. And I'm going to just uh, read it to you now. It says this, that Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but he was short. And he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, calm down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this, began to mutter, oh, he's gone. He's gone to be with that guest, to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Love that transforms. Transform is a powerful, powerful word. Uh, it, it promises much. I don't know whether uh, any of you have ever seen those um, adverts that talk about that, you know, you transform your body in a week. Lose three stone in three days. Um, you know, I think, yeah, we, we know. I mean, the fact is that people do believe it's true, but it's not true. You're going to waste your time. However, you know, I, I remember um, uh, speaking to someone some years ago and I spoke to someone who was like looking really trim and they'd slimmed down, lost some weight and they were, they, they were standing there like, looking really, really thin. I said, wow, I said, what have, you, what have you been doing? They said, I've been on the cabbage soup diet. Now, if you've never heard of this, don't worry about it. I don't recommend it. I don't think you should ever do it. But anyway, for some reason, I went home. I said to Lynette, you know what? 
I've seen so-and-so, they've, like, they've lost some weight. They're looking good. You know, they've been on a cabbage soup diet. And, uh, you know, apparently you can eat as much as you want and you don't put on weight. And, uh, and, and I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. It is utterly vile. It is utterly vile. It's basically cabbage water with an OXO cube thrown in. And, yeah, it's supposed to have no calorific value whatsoever. Uh, and, yeah, it's utterly vile. But anyway, we thought, you know what? We'll give it a go. We'll get trim. We'll get, we'll get uh, our, our bodies in shape, looking good for summer. Yes, I am that shallow. And um, so uh, we, we, we made up this recipe. I brought uh, some uh, into work. And, yeah, I mean, it tasted vile when I tried it the first time. But now it tasted even worse, and it was like fizzing and popping, and I'm thinking, well, I didn't know. I mean, maybe, maybe this is what it was supposed to be, but I forced it down. I forced it, forced it, forced it down. I thought, look, it's doing you good. It's doing you good. It's doing you good. Forced it down. It was dreadful. I couldn't understand why it worked, because after eating that, I didn't want to eat anything else the whole day. Anyway, I went home. I said to Lynette, I said, babe, did you try that soup? Uh, and she said, no, I threw it away. It was off. And I had forced that thing down. Let me tell you, the cabbage soup diet was over. And the outlandish claims of transformation were proved. But there are some outlandish claims that actually are possible. And Jesus offers and makes an outlandish claim that he can change your life and that transformation is possible. And Zacchaeus kind of proves this because he's a very intriguing character. As you can probably tell, uh, that you know, the people were muttering when Jesus said, uh, well, I'm going to come to your house. Because in the culture back then, they were saying, well, why would you want to come to this guy? This guy, we don't like this guy. He's a bad guy. He doesn't treat as well. And you know, why are you choosing uh, to go uh, to this man's house? But you know, Jesus is not concerned with your reputation or even how other people see you. Jesus makes his own mind up about you because he knows you better than anybody else knows you. See, Jesus isn't just someone who knows how to love. He is love. And, and he was using uh, Zacchaeus as an example to show us that love meets you as you are. I heard, uh, I was uh, speaking at a wedding a couple of days ago and I just gave a brief quote uh, from a book I'd read um, about this, this, this mom who had um, uh, been like publicly chastising her little boy and she said, hey, listen, God only loves good little boys. In other words, and, and like, you know, there are many people who think this is what uh, the church is all about. They think this is what following Jesus is all about, you know, because the truth is that we can live our lives thinking that God only loves you if you're good. And the hidden message in there is make yourself good and then God will love you. And it's a complete lie because we cannot make ourselves good. And God loves us anyway. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, it cannot stop the love of God reaching you. Love, love meets you as you are and love meets you where you are. Because love Always, genuine love will always give you freedom of choice. Love can't make you love back. It will always give you freedom of choice. 
part of the inspiration behind the theme of love that transforms was uh, from the, the fairy tale of uh, the beauty and the beast. And that some of you, I'm sure many of you, will be familiar with the account of this prince who lived in a castle and one night this enchantress came along and asked the, the prince for some food and for some shelter and the prince in his arrogance said no. And then the enchantress revealed her identity and she put a spell on him and turned him into a beast and said the only way that that spell would be broken over him and over the castle was that if he could make somebody love him as he was. And he was given this rose that uh, he had to make that happen by the time uh, uh, this, uh, the final petal fell from the rose. And it's just this intriguing thing that this beast had a, hint, a prince buried inside him. Only love could break the spell and expose the prince. The prince was his true identity. And it's just intriguing in regard to Zacchaeus that, that Zacchaeus had become some things. He had become some things that weren't popular. He'd become some things that had not won him too many friends. But Jesus received him as he was and loved him as he was. And when love met him, just by welcoming Jesus into his home, we see this Zacchaeus, this Zacchaeus who nobody wanted anything to do with. Everyone was shocked that Jesus was coming to his house. We see, we see this Zacchaeus undergo this incredible transformation. The, the, the taker became a giver. He said, he said if, I've, if I've taken too much from people, I'm going to pay them back. I'm going I'm to give them everything that I owe them. The, he, he was dishonest, but he became honest. He was a cheater, but he became a restorer. Love exposed the prince that had become buried in Zacchaeus. And love exposed his true identity. He'd become some things that he hadn't supposed to to become and we see the prince that he was always meant to be and of course if we fast forward the account of Jesus we understand that that Jesus did ultimately give his life on a cross he, he laid his life down to to set people free if you like from the spell that was over their life Maybe there are some poor choices that you've made. Maybe there's some stuff that you have done that if you could go back and, and change those things, you would. But, but, but Jesus has the power to break the spell over my life and over your life. There was huge joy in Zacchaeus as he declared what he was going to do as he declared and, 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 and showed the transformation that, he was, uh, that was taking place because he realized that this is who I am. This is, this is who I was born to be. This is who I was meant to be. And there was huge joy released in him. And I understand, I understand that. You know, I, 
I, I know, I know what it is. I actually know what it is to be in church for the first time. I know what it is to be looking around thinking, what is all this? What is going on? I don't get this. I don't understand this. I think I like it. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I know, I know exactly what it feels like. 19 years of age, I came into church for the first time. And I, I didn't know that, that if you like, God or, or Jesus was uh, going to make any difference at all. I was actually just coming to get something out of my system. But there was, there was although, yeah, sure, I expected a little bit of weird, I got a bit of weird. But there was something in me that was intrigued because I saw something that could not be faked. I saw something that was real, genuine, authentic, and I wanted that. Because I knew, even by the time I was 19 years of age, I had, it's amazing how many mistakes you can make by the time you're 19. I knew, I knew that, it, that my, the answers to life were, were not in how much I drank. I knew that the answers to life was not in uh, sex. I knew that the answers to life was not in how many nightclubs you could go to. I knew, I'd find that, I discovered that, that those things were not enough. Everywhere I looked, that stuff was not enough. I found myself unfulfilled because I tried this, tried that, because that's what people told me that, that those things would ultimately bring me fulfillment and they didn't. And I found myself feeling even more empty and lost. And in all the years, I mean, I've, if I'm being absolutely honest with you, I knew about church, I'd heard about God, I'd heard about Jesus, but nobody told me that he had the power to transform my life. Nobody told me he had the power to transform the way I think, that he had the power to, to, to help me deal with the, the fearful thoughts, the, the anxiety that I felt. He had the power to help uh, break uh, the, the, the power of those thoughts in my life. He, he, he has the power to help us with our wrong thinking and transform our minds. He has the power to help us change our habits so that it's not just me gripping uh, my, uh, gritting my teeth and, 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 and gripping my hands and saying, come on, we can do this. I can be better. I can be better. Jesus has the power to help me overcome. He has the power to break the spell and reveal the prince. He has the power to expose the princess in you. See, the way that happened was that one day I asked Jesus to come into my heart. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, all that means is I invited him to come and take hold of my life. It's like, if you like, if life is driving a car and I'm in the steering wheel, I, I say, okay, Lord, you get the steering wheel. You get the driver's seat of my life. You get the steering wheel. I'm the passenger. I go where you want me to go. That decision changed my life. And Jesus has given me so much peace, so much hope. He has indeed transformed me. And that is the promise. It says elsewhere in the Bible, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The new has come. The old has gone. 
the new is here. Jesus is the love that transforms. And I just simply want to ask you tonight, and I understand, hey, listen, there are some people here, they've just come to sing a few carols, just have a bit of a good time, and that's absolutely cool. You're welcome. We love you. It's great that you're here. But I also believe that there are some people here who just need, they need a change. They're tired of trying to make life work. They're tired of trying to do it on their own. And, and there's something in them that says, I need some of that. I, I don't get it all. I don't understand it all. But I need some of that. That, that love that transforms. I need that in my life. Well, let me tell you something. When I made that decision at 19, you know what? I didn't get it all either. But someone had the wisdom to say to me, trust him. Trust him. Don't try and work it all out. Just hand your life over to him and he will do the rest. I'll be honest, that did sound like a bit of a fairy tale. It did sound like a bit of a tall story. But here I am these years on, and I can say it's absolutely true.